The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. We're moving on to a story that uh, is brilliant with regards to the successes once again of South Africa. Now, the Department of Speech, Language, Pathology and Audiology at the University of Pretoria has been formally designated by the World Health Organization as a collaborating center for the prevention of deafness and hearing loss. Professor Devet Swanepoel is the professor of audiology at the department and we have him on the line. Prof, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. So the Department of Speech, Language, Pathology and Audiology, what is that? Well, it's all about communication, Michelle, pretty much what you're doing on the radio, right? It's about uh, how we communicate. We use our ears, but we also use language and we use speech. And uh, it's really about how do we help people communicate better, especially when there are hindrances or barriers like a sensory loss to your ability to hear. Okay, so let's talk about that. We know that uh, hearing loss affects uh, millions and millions of almost 500 million people globally. I understand that our continent is particularly hard hit. Exactly. So the African continent, uh, due to a number of additional risk factors, infectious diseases, is particularly um, uh, prone to hearing loss. So we have one of the highest prevalence rates. So about 70 million people in sub-Saharan Africa have hearing loss. And it's expected to double in the next 20 years to close to 150 million. Okay. And why? Well, the number one cause of hearing loss is actually uh, due to aging. So you just need to become old enough um, and then you should get hearing loss. So it depends on obviously some genetic factors as well, but age-related hearing loss. And Africa is an aging population. We're, currently, the average age is, is, is quite young, but, but in the next 10, 20, 30 years, we're going to become a, a little bit of an older continent. And at the same time, the second most common cause is noise-induced hearing loss. So that's actually exposure to environmental noise, but more recently, actually, exposure to our personal listening devices, our, mm. our mobile phones. And, and that's also one of the WHO's major concerns in terms of hearing loss is that younger persons at younger ages are actually getting hearing loss um, due to these devices. Okay, that, so, so I want to ask you about that because I hear you saying that in the next 10, 20 years, Africa will become more of an aging population uh, yeah. space, which, which is hard to imagine because the, the message that has been sold to us quite clearly is that we are a very, very young population. So that seems at odds with itself. But then it yeah. does seem to raise the question of what you're saying about young people and how they are using devices. Yes, so um, Michelle, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, so, so Africa, our mean age or our average age of the continent is actually very young. I mean, it's uh, close to about 30. Um, but in the next 10, 20, 30 years, that is going to creep up to 35, 40 years as an average age. And that just means there are, uh, there's a bigger cohort of people above 60 years of age. And we know for, in terms of hearing loss, if you're over 60 years of age, you have a one in four chance of having a disabling hearing loss. If you're older than 75, you have a, a one in three chance of having yeah. a disabling hearing loss. So it's just in terms of those proportions becoming larger. Okay, so you guys have been involved in researching real 
interesting initiatives around how we look at listening and how we look at hearing. I understand that you created the World Health Organization or were supportive in creating the World Health Organization smartphone screening app. Tell us about that. Yes, exactly, Michelle. So, you know, one of our initiatives um, at the University of Pretoria has always been to see how can we make access to hearing healthcare services um, you know, more easily available, especially in a continent like Africa, where you know, healthcare services are oftentimes very limited, especially hearing healthcare professionals. There are less than one hearing healthcare professional available to every million people on the continent. So just traditional means of reaching people is just not one of the options we have available to us. So we decided to leverage the mega trends uh, in the world around us and and that's the trend of connectivity and technology so we developed a smartphone app uh, a a, a few years ago as the first national hearing test of south africa and back then year z day it's a smartphone app that can be downloaded for free on an android or a ios platform and, and, and in our collaboration with the WHO, we then developed this a little bit further, refined it, uh, improved the accuracy, and then uh, a year or two ago, we released with them the World Health Organization's um, screening app called Yearu, um, which is an app that has now been downloaded in more than 190 countries around the world, and uh, hundreds of thousands of people have actually been tested with it. So if we look at the way forward, what is the way forward, particularly in relation to the fact that the World Health Organization has designated you as a collaborating center? What does that mean? Yes, Michelle, it's very exciting. I mean, uh, the fact that we've been designated is actually on the back of years of informal collaboration with them. So we've been working closely with them for the last five, six years uh, on initiatives like the Yeru app, but also on other initiatives about gathering good quality data about, you know, the prevalence of data of hearing loss on the continent and also looking at new service delivery models uh, using community health workers in the field supported by mobile technologies to actually do um, testing in the field in communities in rural areas. Um, but at the same time, one of the initiatives we want to add onto that now with the WHO is, is to actually provide hearing aids in the field with these workers in countries like Kenya, for example, where we're starting a project. So the fact that we're officially designated just means we have uh, more clout to actually uh, motivate and advocate for awareness around hearing loss. You know, hearing loss is oftentimes referred to as the uh, invisible epidemic because mm. people don't see it, they don't realize it, uh, that it actually has a major influence on, on the communication that people have. So, so it gives us that platform and then of course it also opens up doors for collaborations across the continent. So we do have a question from one of our listeners, um, someone called Frustrated and La- Lady Brand, saying, Hi, Mish, please could you ask your guest how I persuade my husband, who's 76, to wear his hearing aids? He has them but won't wear them, and therefore we have loud TV, loud radio, etc. How does one engage with that? Because obviously for some people, the idea of wearing a hearing aid talks to the fact that you are then perceived as older or elderly, and often that's not necessarily the case at all. Yes, Michelle, I think, I think that's a very typical scenario, right, is the, the husband or the men um, oftentimes do not want to wear their hearing aids. And it's, um, it, it's oftentimes, you know, part of it is stigma. So people feel that um, 
the, the, the hearing aids are, are still, you know, a sign of someone, you know, um, not being able to hear, but also not being able to communicate well, and, and the sign of disability. So, so that's unfortunate. I think it's changing with the changing technology. I mean, hearing aids are not the same hearing aids as we remember 10, 20 years ago. I mean, they're very highly sophisticated devices that can really provide tremendous benefit. One of the things that we always obviously encourage people uh, with to wear their hearing aids is the fact that it's really preventative to wear hearing aids. First of all, it's preventative in terms of relationships to ensure, you know, that we don't isolate ourselves, but we're connecting with people. But increasingly, there's very good data showing that if we start using our hearing aids early on, we're preventing a lot of negative consequences later on, things like cognitive decline and even dementia. Um, so, so wearing hearing aids and getting used to them early on and making them part of your life is a very good preventative strategy for later quality of life. So in fact, uh, by wearing the hearing aids, you can prevent other chronic illnesses as well. Exactly. Exactly. The, uh, it's recently the um, uh, influential commission has said wearing hearing aids in midlife is the number one preventable risk factor for dementia in later life. So very briefly, obviously, then what we want to do is see a design of hearing aid that doesn't make one feel uncomfortable. Is that something that your team work on as well? Um, definitely, Michelle. So we work with various partners and stakeholders to evaluate different types of technologies. Obviously, we also want to work on cost to get them affordable for the continent, but also in terms of aesthetics so that they're acceptable and uh, that, that they're not, not necessarily these devices that people cringe when they see. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you know, one of the things is, is around rechargeability. I mean, batteries on hearing aid is a cost that oftentimes on this continent can be prohibitive. So increasingly, these devices are now coming out with rechargeability. So you can even use a, a, a sun, um, you know, uh, charger to, to, to recharge Brilliant. your hearing aids. Brilliant. And cost effective as well. Exactly. Critically. Professor Devet Swanepoel, thank you so much for joining us. He's the Professor of Audiology at the Department of Speech, Language, Pathology and Audiology. That's at the University of Pretoria, yes. And they have been formally designated as a World Health Organization Collaborating Centre for the Prevention of Deafness and Hearing Loss.